So World Cup fever is in full swing. Today, we pick the top three winners and the top three losers of the World Cup so far. Let's get it. So, hello and welcome back to the Lost in Possession podcast. First things first, as always, if you can please like the video if you like football. And of course, if you're not already subscribed, hit that subscribe button. Absolutely free to subscribe. Weekly content straight on your phone or laptop. Um, But without further ado, today it's very simple. The World Cup's underway. The group stages are, are slowly coming to a conclusion. We're going to pick out who so far would we say are winning at life, whether it's a team, whether it's a player, who is loving life so far and, and what we consider to be a winner. And on the flip side, who are the three losers of the World Cup so far? Again, could be a player really underperforming, could be a team having a mare. Um, we'll be positive on a Monday. We will start with the winners. So, Jamie, I'll come to you first. Give me one of your winners so far of the World Cup. Um, I think I'll have to sort of admit when I'm wrong with my first one I'm picking here. I said they wouldn't get out of the group stage because they wouldn't score enough goals. And then they go and prove me completely wrong by winning 7-0 in their first game. So that is, of course, Spain. Now, Spain were in a quite a tough group with Germany, Japan, Costa Rica. Um, and I was sort of predicting a Germany-Japan 1-2 going through. So I do want to say I'm obviously wrong unless Japan win and Germany score seven goals, really. It's something (laughs) preposterous like that. So Spain will be going through to the knockouts. Um, So, yeah, so Spain, I think they've actually looked really impressive. Very sort of, if you look at the team in the back four, You've got Rodri, a CDM, and then Laporte. So it's probably it's still a makeshift team, and they're still performing very well. They played Germany, so they've already now gone. We've actually played one of the big boys, and they I wouldn't say they were like superb, but I'd say they were very good and did not shy away from the game at all. And when they got their chance... The guy who doesn't score goals for the team that barely scored goals, scored a goal. Morata getting it. It's something quite just, I don't know, maybe it's just the whole World Cup is something you just don't expect. Spain scoring so many against Costa Rica. Okay, Reese, did Spain make your top three winners? No, they didn't. Um, I, I do agree with Jamie that, you know, to score seven against Costa Rica, they were outstanding. You know, and then they drew with Germany one all, which you know again you got to consider a good result. Um, but I, I, I think yeah, they should. You know, I don't know. I feel like Spain have still got that disappointing sort of performance in them. Um, for me actually, I, I've started mine off with France. Um, first team to qualify for the knockout stage, if not mistaken, and Mbappe has been outstanding. Um, you know, I think he's on three goals already for the tournament. I know they had a shaky start to Australia, but they cut, you just didn't see them losing it. Just didn't see them losing it, and they come back and won four one. Could England do that? I'm not sure. Could Germany do that? As we saw against Japan, they might not be able to. 
you know, and I think France really set the standard um, early on. I know Brazil are two for two at the moment, but I think Brazil haven't been as easy on the eye as we'd like as we'd like to have hoped. Yeah, I, I think I agree with both. Both. I mean, Spain. I, I genuinely don't believe anyone was really giving Spain a, a chance or putting them in the same conversation as, as potential winners. Um, and I think so far, yes. Although they've only technically won one, drawn one, um, they've looked pretty good while doing it. Um, as we said, you know, if they don't score that many goals, boom, seven nil. Um, you know, Morata not great, and then he goes and scores a brilliant goal. So. I think Spain did definitely deserve a lot of credit. They weren't one of my three, but I mean, they've got that, you know, they're, maybe they're lucky in a sense that they've had, you know, Xavi, uh, you know, Iniesta and, and suddenly it's looking like uh, Gavi and, and Pedri could be the next sort of, you know, the future potentially. Um, and then on France, again, similar, similar from my side, Mbappe shining as always, um, We'll get onto it later, but there's been a lot of big players at, at big teams who are the stars and, and haven't delivered. And already, I think he's on three goals, looking as good as ever. Um, so yeah, both 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 winners, but we'll, we'll stick to the same kind of logic of thinking. Um, one of my three winners so far was Brazil, actually, Reese. I slightly disagree with you. Um, and I, I wanted to be a bit more specific. Obviously, we've talked about Brazil and and their, you know, wealth of attacking options and the flair and everything. And, and there's no questions for me that they've got one of the most exciting sort of forward lines in terms of options. Um, I wanted to touch on their defence and, and specifically Thiago Silva. Um, obviously, two, two clean course. sheets so far. I'll bring a Chelsea player in. Well, hold on, hold on. We'll, we'll get to your City <laughs> players later. Um, but yeah, specifically, you know, 38 years old, Brazil looking as solid as ever. He's looked as good as he ever has. Um, and we're talking about a serious player here who, again, you know, no disrespect, but you've got players who at 38 are sitting on a beach um, sipping margaritas and, and, and Silva's out there in a World Cup looking as, as good as he ever has. Um, so for me, definite, definite winner so far, Brazil and, and, and Thiago Silva. We'll move on. We will move on. So any have you guys gone for any players who you're saying are winners so far in this World Cup or of of Sean, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think it's probably best if you go on to mine because we spoke about it. It's Mbappe. Sort of people question him because he had a poor Euros, didn't he? Let's be honest. You remember that there was the penalty miss that mean France were basically out because of it. He sort of obviously he's had all this sort of he's had negative media through taking the deal at PSG due to the fact that he's been said to have control of signings, control of people in the team. Whether that's true or not is a different matter. He's had a ton of pressure put on him, and it's from media all over the world, probably especially Spanish media, from not being very happy that he didn't go to Real Madrid. And coming up to this French World Cup, there has been a bit of a curse of previous winners dropping out in the group stage. And I think we were all, I think all three of us sort of said Denmark put a serious threat to them coming top of the group. We thought they'd all get through, he'd get through, but so Denmark would do it. And he's he's stepping up in this tournament and I don't think anyone can disagree. Obviously, joint top goal scorer at the moment. And I think he's got at least one assist. He might have two. It's He's gone, this is the big stage. I need to perform and he is performing. 
and he's showing why he's the next person to be going, right, when Messi and Ronaldo are retired, it's my name that's getting spoken about next. And doing it in this World Cup, after winning one already, is proving why he is in that definitely in that contention and probably a future Ballon d'Or winner. Yeah, without a doubt. Reese, any players from your side who stood out? Um, yeah, I mean, I picked for sort of my next two, I picked the two nations particularly, but I did pick out individual players from each there that I think have helped their team, you know, become winners. Uh, I've gone with Ecuador for a second choice, particularly Enna Valencia. I know he didn't exactly set the world alight when he was at West Ham and, and when he played a little while for Everton, I think his goal tally was very, very low. Um, but he's been outstanding. I think he's the only, I think he's scored all of Ecuador's goals or something along those lines in the last six, seven games. He's, he's been great up front. He's, he's not been afraid to show what he's made of. And he's been a bit of an unsung hero. We tend to get those in tournaments. You get the spotlight on certain players. We always get one that seems to creep out of the woodwork and he's done that. And I think Ecuador have been very good. You know, their group was a potentially banana skin, you know, Senegal, African Cup of Nation winners, host Qatar and the Netherlands, you know, they they beat Qatar with ease. I don't know if Valencia was a big part of that. You know, the big state, they could have, they could have, you know, curled up into a ball in that first game because of the occasion, but they didn't. They beat them. That gave them a three-point advantage when they came to the next game. And then they got a draw at the Netherlands. So they're already almost through. And I know I said there was a potential they could go through, but I've been surprised how good they, and particularly he, have been. Well, yeah, snap, snap on that one. I, I literally had Valencia as well as one of my winners. Not, not even Ecuador, just, just Valencia. I put down. Um, I mean, again, similar, similar, similar thoughts really in the sense that I don't think anyone really had. Yes, obviously they're not through yet, but no one really gave Ecuador much of a chance. I don't think. You know, they're not as people said and, and we said they're not as good as maybe they used to be. Um, and I think even the most optimistic West Ham fans would have said. You know, Valencia's not not that great. So to run the games the way he has, to take tackles and, and almost go to war in those two games and to be in the same kind of sentence at the minute as, as Mbappe um, is is sensational. And regardless of what happens next, he, he deserves a lot of credit. Um, moving on, I'll, I'll touch on my third winner um, and it is a team. Again, early days, but for me, Ghana. Ghana have really, really stood out to me. Obviously, they've got a huge win over South Korea, 3-2. Finally, some, some goals in a, in a game. Um, but, but that being said, this team, Ghana, have, have, have brought the goals. Um, obviously, their first game, yes, they lost to Portugal. Another five-goal thriller. But it's important to note in that game, Ghana, we all saw it at the end. Literally, in the last two minutes, if um, <laughs> they, they could have equalised. Sneak, I can't remember what player it is, I completely forgot, but the the player who was sneaking up on <laughs> sneaking up on the goalkeeper. Um unfortunately did a Gerard, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, literally did a Gerard <laughs> moment. Um managed to beat the keeper with his, his sneaky tactics and then just completely slipped. Um but if he didn't slip, it genuinely would have been three all. So to score again, I mean, <laughs> Portugal's defense, Cancelo, um, Diaz, like these are serious. They've got a serious defence, um, and to score potentially two, three, 
um, and have a chance of equalising was, was, was unreal. Now they've got a big win again, scoring three goals. Um, and depending on results elsewhere, Ghana now, again, who none of us gave a chance, are looking like they might actually get through, which would be absolutely insane. Um, so, yeah, massive shout-out to Ghana. Yeah, um, to be fair, fairly happy with the fact that they won because they are my second sweepstake team. So, you know, when they're a very outsider, they get through the group. I'd generally be surprised from when I got the draw. So they've got a very good chance with their last game um, against Uruguay. Um, so they've definitely got hope in it. Um, I've gone for another team, a team that, once again, I don't think anyone would have thought they would have got a, probably a point. And they're in they're in the Middle East and it's Saudi Arabia. Now they've made their absolute shock win against Argentina. And even during the game, people were criticising their tactics with the high line, which Argentina scored three goals, but they're all offside from their high line tactics. So it does work. It is a bit, it's something you you probably did schoolboy kind of thing, which Argentina should have done better, but they kept in the game and their two goals were terrific. Like one of, I think probably the second one is one of the goals of the tournament, if not the goal of the tournament so far. So it's shown how good that they've been to do that. And I think they fully deserved the country deserved the bank holiday for, you know, winning that game. Um, unfortunately for them, they did lose against Poland. However, it wasn't really like, oh, they've gone and lost to Poland after just getting a fluke result. They were proper in that game against Poland. And if it weren't for a sort of slip up, I reckon that probably would have gone on to be a draw. And you think when they're going for the one nil down, they're going for it. That's when the second goal is going to come normally. But I think they've been terrific. And considering it's a Middle East World Cup, a Middle Eastern team doing well is only good. I know people are going to say the politics and things like that, but it's good for the sport in terms of getting more more and more people into the game in different areas of the world. I missed a penalty as well against Poland. So they really were in that game even more, even more than the result suggests. Reese, any thoughts on sort of Saudi Arabia? Did they make the cut for you? Or was it a player that... that took your final spot um yeah Saudi Arabia didn't for me I know they played outstanding against Argentina I can't take that away from them but they didn't build on that momentum you know whether we like it or not and, and they lost to Poland so it sort of doesn't mean nothing but but you see what I mean it just puts them a little step back when they should have probably taken a step forward again um to me I've gone with Ghana as well so I agree with you Jordan I think bearing in mind that Ghana were the lowest ranked team coming into this World Cup. I think they were about 61st, something like that. They've been outstanding. You know, they they pulled back two goals, you know, today. Uh, sorry, they beat South Korea today, you know, after, after bottling two goals. Um, and it looked like they were going to go on to lose that. But you've got to give a shout out to uh, Mohamed Kudos, Kudos. Kudos to Kudos, I suppose. You know, you're going to say it. Um, he's been outstanding. He got two goals today. You know, he's passing, he's dribbling, his strength. You know, a lot of people are saying that he is, you know, the best prospect to come out of Africa since Samueto, which uh, the way he's playing, I know he's different position. It's hard to disagree at the moment. He looks outstanding and Ajax have got a good player on their hands. There you I go. Like having 
good players, don't they? Like young players that come through. So their academy is nothing to be sniffed at. So when he's doing in there and doing so well, he's only going to increase the price that Ajax probably sell him on for. I think as well on him, I, I can't remember the exact word for word, but he was very outspoken in regards to him versus Neymar. I think he said something along the lines of Neymar's not a better player than me. He's just um, he's just more well known, or, or something along those lines. So he's obviously, you know, he obviously but thinks a lot of himself, but maybe maybe he's just about delivering. Um, but yeah, that moves us on. So the more eagerly anticipated loser section. So we're going to pick again three apiece. Who do we think have been the biggest flops? Whether it's teams, whether it's players. I will kick things off from my side. And I've got a feeling we might agree on this one. The hosts, Qatar. Obviously, we all know the controversy. We've covered it in our World Cup preview episode. There was a lot of, uh, well, what's the word? Yeah, let, let, let's just stick, stick with controversy with Qatar being awarded the World Cup in the first place. Um, and obviously... As hosts, whether you're ranked high or low, you want to try and make an impression regardless. Um, and look, we as, as we said, as I said in my World Cup preview, they have won the AFC Cup, which was the Copa America equivalent. So this was a team that we thought potentially could maybe get a, an upset, nick a result, nick a goal. And so far, they have been completely and utterly uninspiring. They've been defensively embarrassing. And they've not almost, it might sound harsh, but they've almost not looked like a professional side. And even their player, uh, Afif, who, you know, FIFA backwards, as we said, was was highly rated, is completely and utterly underwhelmed. So now they're the hosts, they're staring down exit and they're, they're in serious trouble. So for me, it's just been a, a complete disappointment. Do you guys agree, disagree? Did they make your cut? Yes, they made my cut. Um, sort of have gone from one Middle Eastern to the next with positive to negative being Qatar. The problem, obviously, you've got the stat of they're the first host nation to lose their first game. And I think it's based on that was the disappointment because they offered so little in that game against Ecuador. Now, Ecuador have done well this tournament, sort of as you both said with Valencia. But when you're the host nation, there is added pressure. But when you're taking, I think they finished their season early or took a break much earlier. So the team was together for about three, four months. Now, was that probably a mistake? I don't know. Like, I don't know how well they would have done anyway, but it looked like they lacked that game, the sort of, toughness of the game and I think it was even said by their own manager that was the thing he was concerned about the pace and the strength of sort of these other teams in South Africa South America sorry and then even possibly like Europe now it's not it's not the end of the world because they're not expected to get through so it's not like that's so it's not a big shock it's not like they've just dropped out when they're expected to win the group so that's where it's not the concern in terms of it but I think They've just not given you anything to go off. They did score, which I think is a bit of a relief than to have zero goals as the host nation. But the only other problem I have, which is away from the football, um, in terms of the actual playing, is 
every single punditry sort of person is speaking out about it constantly. And it takes away what we want the World Cup to be, and that's about the football. And it's every single time, pre-match, Qatar this, Qatar that, Qatar this, Qatar that. Then let's talk about the football. And it's just continuous. So pub publicity, it's whether they go with no publicity. Uh, sorry, pu any publicity is good publicity. But in terms of, I don't think it's been as a success as they thought it might have been. And they thought it might have, you know, blown over and they're just talking about the football, but no one has. It's slightly irritating as a fan who just wants to watch the football. There are bigger powers in play in terms of politics, but unfortunately it's not going away until the World Cup's over. And even then, it probably won't go away. Yeah, I mean, I think... I wouldn't say they've been my biggest disappointment at this World Cup. Um, I get what you mean. I think Qatar. I feel sorry for him because I think, I think there is something there on paper for that squad if it if to do it. But I just feel it just doesn't have the quality. You know, I, I know we mentioned about was it um Afif? He's supposed to be their bright spark, and they've of course they've got uh, is it Montari up front? He he looks pretty decent, you know. Um, but it just hasn't clicked for him. You know, and like you said, because they were the first to be eliminated, to me, that is a disappointment. You know, I know that their group was hard and whatever group they got, it was going to be hard and they're not going to expect to get through. You know, but if they finish this off about a win, it's a it's a record you don't want. No, no team wants, particularly a host nation. So they're not my biggest disappointment, but I think it's a shame that, you know, they haven't been able to at least record a victory yet. I know there's, there's still one game to go at the time of recording, but... But yeah, I think I've been disappointed. I mean, they pulled a goal back, didn't they? Um, the other day, and then went straight. They went straight up the other end and conceded. So, to me, that was a disappointment and a sign that it, it, they're just not good enough. Yeah, agreed. And I think this this was, although Risha right, no one really expected them to go through. You know, they were supposed to light up the world, really make an impression. And and the only lighting up they've done is obviously the pre-match light shows that they seem to love. Um, so maybe that'll be their legacy instead. Um, moving on, we've got, um, I'll, I'll do mine again. I, I feel like this is one you might agree with as well. Belgium. Um, it just, it, yes, the whole team, I guess when a, a team does bad, we're going to dig out the star player, um, which in this case is, is Kevin De Bruyne. I'm sorry, Jamie, but, he, he, you know, I think... Belgium, I'm not blaming him completely for their for their sort of downfall, although he did. Well, this is, I think this is an interesting debate almost separate to this, but obviously KDB, I believe, said something along the lines of, we don't have a chance of winning the World Cup, our squad's too old. Now, one, why on earth would you say that before a tournament? I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. It, the only logical explanation for that is to maybe try and take pressure off. But that's the job of a manager, not, you know, their star player. So, and I think since then, Toby out of Ireland after the loss has sort of come out now digging out De Bruyne. So that comment, I'm, I'm again, I'm not saying that comment's the only reason for them playing badly, but it just gives you a sort of scene or a picture of, of unrest and a lack of cohesion in the squad. 
Um, so for me, you know, their performances have been underwhelming. They got absolutely outplayed by Canada. And this is a team in Canada who were at the first World Cup, lost 4-1 to Croatia. And they outplayed Belgium, who are apparently FIFA rankings at it again. But Belgium are the second best team in the world, apparently, according to the rankings. So abysmal from Belgium. I don't know what's going on. But I really don't think KDB has carried himself in the best way with those comments or on the pitch. And I think for me, that, that that's a big letdown in this World Cup so far. I mean, yeah. Before... Oh, go on. I was going to say, before we jump in, go ahead, Jamie. Go on. I was going to say, I absolutely agree with the sort of KDB. He hasn't helped himself by making comments like that. There's clearly something gone on behind the scenes. Because it's it's an un, it's very unusual. I don't know. Like I've heard someone sort of say to me before, it's sort of like, do you think he's just fed up with the quality of the the actual players in the Belgium squad compared to what he's got at the moment with Man City? There could be that, but I don't think you. I don't think he would do it because of that. Um, I do think that there was a small bit of pressure he wanted to try and take off the team with them comments, but. He's not gone about it the right way. There's other ways of saying it. Um, I He is the type of person who will make the comments to try and do that, I think, because he's, yeah, like the, he's the star man. He's the one that everyone's interviewing. So he's going to get these type of questions. On the pitch, he hasn't been good enough. He hasn't been up to his standards, which we all know from watching Premier League. He On his day, he is one of the best in the world. Um, so it's kind of you got to work through that. It's one that yeah, I'm a, I'd be a bit disappointed. But for me, on a city personal level, lose the last game, Belgium get knocked out, come back and have a nice pre-season ish kind of moment with Haaland and Pep. Yeah, and then kick on our season. That's what I'd be more bothered about. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Belgium didn't make my disappointment like my loser list because I'm not too shocked. I've never rated the Belgium side in particular. Um, I think yes, it's not all De Bruyne's fault. I I do I do agree the comments don't help. If you're set in a negative mentality, how are you ever gonna think you're gonna achieve? I just think they've got too many players from too many different clubs. Um, so it's a little bit disjointed. You know, I think their best represented club like at domestic level is Leicester. You know, in reality, should Leicester players get in near the Belgium team with if considering their ranking? No. Um, Romelu Lukaku's either been injured or he's not firing on all cylinders. Hazard is their captain. No disrespect to Eden Hazard, but is he a leader? Is he somebody that's, you know, who's not even been playing that much? I know apparently there's rumours of De Bruyne and Courtois don't really get on. Um, you know, you, it, it just sounds like it bruised disharmony. It's just very disfigured. It's a club that I think, well, it's a, it's a team that I think that, you know, probably should have, you know, had its chance four years ago, probably even before. But yeah, they've been a bit all over the place, but they're not certainly one of the losers for me. So who would you say, Reese? then, if, you, if you're not saying Belgium, um, who would you say is one of your big losers for, the, for so far? <laughs> okay, so that, again, this is my biggest loser, but I've actually gone for Wales. Again, I didn't expect much of Wales. I thought, yes, them in USA would fight for second. But they're just, it's just not that good. You know, when most of your team 
you know, it just goes to show how good Gareth Bale is because most of that team are they're either English or they play in the Championship, and you know that's that's not that good. You know, a lot of those players they're they're okay, they're just not that good. And I think they set a bit too much expectation on themselves, and I think have crumbled under the pressure. They got a deserved point against the USA in the first game, and in in that second game, they just you would have thought Iran would have been there for the taking following that hammer in against England, but they were just. They were just poor. You know, they held on and held on. And yes, the goalkeeper got sent off. But they should have just held on for that draw. You know, one point was better than none at that stage with how the group looks now. And they've just been awful. Gareth Bale wasn't even in the game against Iran. So that just that just says it all. You know, if Bale doesn't play, play well, then that team doesn't play well. And it's quite a worrying time for them. I think, but it's not over. I do agree with that, to be fair. Like, I I was watching the game versus Iran and I was just like, if I if I didn't have the bet boost of Bale one shot on target, I actually wouldn't have known he was in the game. If I weren't physically looking for him for that, it's quite disappointing that he just wasn't in that game at all. And I think he could have probably done a bit more to actually try and like he's been carrying Wales for quite some time now. And he just wasn't there at all now, like for this this game, and it probably means they are out now, unless unless they beat England. And I think I can't remember what the other result has to be. So it is quite disappointing on their behalf, and I'd I'd agree with that. They didn't make my top three, but I fully agree that they have been disappointing. Yeah, same here to be honest. And I think the the difference is obviously you've got you know. Argentina, you know, predominantly relying on Messi, who's who's probably past his best. Um, just about working out for them. You've got, you know, Portugal relying on Ronaldo, but obviously they have, uh, you know, a much better squad behind them. And even Ronaldo again has, has scored <laughs> against uh, against Uruguay. Another example of, you know, a leader stepping up. And Bale, Bale for Wales did do it in the first game, but the rest of their squad is just not good enough. Um when you look at the likes of, you know, comparing them to Portugal and, and Argentina. Um, so for me, disappointing. The, the good thing, I guess, for us is that normally I think Wales, if this was the first game, obviously England playing Wales in the final game, Wales would have been tempted to sit deep and sit back. Um, similar to maybe USA, just trying to be tight, stopping them from playing. The good thing, I guess, now is that Wales need to win. So hopefully we'll get a nice sort of open game when England play them rather than just, you know, sitting deep. Um, but we'll we'll move on now to our, our final round of losers of the World Cup so far. Um, again, I, I've gone three and three for teams and I'm going to say Germany. Again, it, yes, it's only two games. Yes, they did just about claw back a, a draw against Spain to keep their hopes alive. But this is a team who just seem to rinse and repeat. You know, they were underwhelming before. England, you know, although it was 2-1 at the Euros, you know, we didn't really ever look like losing that game. Um, and then obviously losing to Japan. It just seems that Germany, their their routine now is create a lot of chances, have a high XG, and then just crumble and, and lose. Um, and, and you look at their players, they've not got a bad squad in my opinion. Yes, they've not got maybe the sort of old, you know, the World Cup winning side. They've not got that, let's be fair. But 
they're more than good enough to be beating Japan. Yes, they gave Spain a go, but you know, the old Germany, I think, were good enough to beat Spain. Um, again, they may well get through, and, and I might be eating my words, but so far, I just I think they've been really underwhelming for a big team. Um, so yeah, they make it onto my my loser list. Any well, did any of you go Germany, I guess? And if not, who who else? No, I have gone for a player on my final one, and it's another city player. It's Phil Foden. I've gone with him as the biggest, one of the biggest losers in this tournament. Through the fact that he's not playing, basically. He's played 20 minutes against Iran when the game was already over. And when you're at a nil-nil of what can only be said as a boring game of football versus the USA, especially, I think, everyone in our pub certainly thought so. And from what I've heard from everyone else, they agree so. Then you don't bring on one of your more exciting players and you just left him on the bench. I see it as sort of getting I just see it as him not being seen well good enough, which is for me just baffling to be honest. And Southgate's comments of um he doesn't play centre. I don't want to bring him on centre because he doesn't play that for his club. It's just total bollocks. I'm not having it. He's playing he's played countless players out of position during his time. Walker being one, playing him centre-back. Let's not kid yourselves. Um, I just don't understand how you can see that and not put him on. I think everyone in the country saw it. But when you're not playing, like I feel like his confidence is probably going to go down because you're not getting on in a game where you, you need, a, need a goal and then you can you'll be qualified. It's just... It's just crap, to be honest. And I think it's poor from Southgate. And it's holding us back. And I think it's going to probably have a knock-on effect on him because when he does play, people are going to expect him to do a Maradona where he's run from the halfway line and score because that's what everyone's raving on about now. Sort of someone like that. It's He's not quite... I'm not, he's not a Maradona, but he's still good enough to be playing in my opinion and I think he's he's losing out in terms of him being rubbish if that makes sense yeah I think I think the reason I well I assume the reason he didn't make it on was because Rashford played right instead and, and maybe because Rashford scored against Iran that's the only kind of logical reason I can think of that he's not on um although you know he's not well, you can you can make a case both sides. He's not done much in an England shirt, but I do agree against against US. You've got to make those those changes, and I think he's, he has just, to be given a go. Can I just say you've, he's not given he's not been given the chance. He's had I think that he's had three two or three competitive starts for England in in a competitive match. So yeah. to say he's not done much is true, but when you do nothing, when you don't get the games, you can't do anything. Yeah. That's where I think I think he's losing out rather than where we've said about other teams being poor, if that makes yeah. sense. I think hindsight's a, hindsight's a good indicator, but the, 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 I guess the counter-argument I'd have, and I, I'm not saying I disagree, Foden's a, a quality player. Um, you know, Grealish, if, if Grealish didn't get brought on against the US, everyone would be saying, oh, he should have played Grealish, right? Grealish came on for 20, I think 25 minutes, and 
you know, we still drew nil-nil. And I do think, obviously, hindsight's easy to say, oh, if Foden come on, da 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 I do think it probably would have been the same. If, if Foden came on for Grealish, probably would have been the same. It was going to be a nil-nil. But I think just it's one of those things where, in hindsight, if we don't win, everyone's going to say, oh, it's a disgrace. And, and similarly, if, if Grealish had come on and we'd won or Rashford had scored, everyone would be saying, oh, great subs. Um, I think it's a tough job, uh, <laughs> tough job being England manager. It's like a bit like a prime minister where every decision you make, you you upset some people. Um, but Reese, let's wrap it up with your final loser of the World Cup so far. Yeah, no worries. Um, in terms of an England thing, I'll just reiterate the message. We drew our second game in the group nil-nil in the Euros and we went on to reach the final. So don't look too much into that result. Um, what I will say is I've actually gone South Korea. I know a lot of people would be like, what, why? They're doing what they should be doing. But I think you just need to look at the manner of their performances. You know, they're playing in a group with Portugal, Uruguay, and of course, Ghana. Now, Ghana are with the lowest ranked team, and Portugal and Uruguay, yes, two very good teams. But I would argue that with the way they could be up and down at times, um, you know, they should be there for the taking for a team like South Korea that should be quite attacking. You know, got quite a lot of flair players. First game against Uruguay, that was a boring game. It was dull. You know, Uruguay got quite a lot of old players as well. South Korea should have actually taken advantage of that. Seven shots, none on target. Waste of time. A complete waste of time. Didn't didn't utilise what they had at their disposal. Then they seemed to do it again a little bit against Ghana. They were battering them. Their corners were awful. What happens? They go 2-0 down. Silly, silly, silly. Very poor. Then they come back to 2-2. I'm not going to lie, fully, fully deserved, very well played. You know, excellent header from, I believe his name was Cho for that second goal. Excellent. Momentum should have been absolutely with them at that moment in time. And then they go to lose 3-2. Poor. Just poor. And, you know, there are three teams there that they could take, really, on their day. You know, the South Korea are not a rubbish team. They've proven it before. They're not Germany out the group stage at the last World Cup. So as far as I'm concerned, they were poor and what should have been considered a group, you know, again, for the taking, they haven't. And I think they'd be disappointed. All their players have really underperformed. They can pass the ball about, but, as, you know, if you can't put it into the back of the net properly, you know, and hold on, then it's just pointless. Agreed. And I mean, Son as well, play, you know, star player, disappointing. Do you agree, Jamie, Son? Yeah, like I said before the tournament, he hasn't come in with great form. And he's come with a bit of an injury, obviously wearing a face mask. I didn't really actually have much hope for him due to that fact. So it wasn't disappointing for me. It was kind of as expected. But when you're losing to Ghana, who are the lowest ranked team, as you said, Reese, that's the disappointment, really. Well, there you have it. That wraps us up for another episode. As always, like, comment and subscribe. You know the drill. Oh.